Hello everyone. I pray that you are doing well. I know it has been several months, but I promise to get back on this and get an episode out to you weekly. Welcome to the A Life Overflowing podcast where I try my best to share God's word and have you to help you to have a life overflowing as God wants us to have in John 10:10. 10, 10. So, um I am very passionate about the topic today because I think that hurt and pain are some of the things that shape us as human beings and they don't have to, right? Like as long as we know the ways to deal with our hurt and pain, then we are always going to be ahead of the game and we are not going to allow it to affect us in such a way, um, you know, that would really alter the course of our lives and the plan that God has for us. So today's episode is on emotional pain. And the title is when the pain is just too great. So, um, I will warn you, there are some possible triggers, but I ask that you stick around, pray for God's strength to help you listen, to help this be a healing time with him and not a hurtful one in his Holy spirit. I know he will give you all you need to overcome. And that is the goal of today's podcast. I'm also going to give you three steps to healing from your pain. There's no quick fix, but I definitely feel that there will be breakthrough at some level if you apply these steps in your life. So first of all, I want to talk about and I want to address our pain, right? Um, We have so much pain that we go through in life, whether it be through things we've experienced in our childhood or current hurts. Um, And I can't imagine what you've gone through and how it's hurt you. And there's absolutely no excuse for it, right? We live in a fallen and sinful world. And unfortunately, though God doesn't cause bad things to happen, he has to allow them through some, through the power, you know, that the enemy has that he has given him over the world because of sin. And, you know, we have a very real enemy and we have a devil and his demons. And I know this is kind of sounds woo woo to some of you, but there is a very real enemy of our souls out there. He wants to steal, kill and destroy you and anything good in your life and your family's life um, and your friend's lives and all of our lives. Right. But God wants us to give to give us life and give it to us in abundance and a life overflowing as as in John 10, 10. That's what I named the podcast after. That's my goal in sharing these podcast episodes with you. I'm just trying to share with you the tidbits and the healing and the things that God has taught me or is teaching me at the moment. Um, I'm never going to preach to you out of having it all together, but I am going to preach to you from a place of, you know, I've been through this with you and I want to help you. And here's some tools that I have learned. So when we have a lot of emotional pain, right, or some traumas or wounds, it can infiltrate our lives with bitterness and anger, wrath, and can even make us physically sick. Are you dealing with the repercussions, uh, repercussions of that right now in your own life? You might not even realize that some of the ways that you act out are because of your intense emotional pain, right? Like, are you quick to um, pop off on somebody if they're rude to you at the grocery store? Or are you bitter and cynical and you gossip about everybody? Or, you know, are you a harsh person and people don't want to be around you sometimes? Or there's all kinds of ways, right, that this can manifest um, in our lives and show up. 
and you may not even realize it, but I, I really want you to kind of evaluate your behavior this week and the things, uh, you know, the ways you act and different things like that, because I want you to kind of have a sense of that this pain that you've experienced, it's not going away without you doing something about it. And, you know, we definitely have to come to God in that. And so, um, just want to continue with a couple of the things and, you know, the ways that pain could hurt us in Western medicine. They talk a lot about physical ailments. Oh, I'm sorry, Eastern medicine over like, you know, Chinese medicine. Um, and they talk a lot about physical ailments caused by emotional suffering. There are spiritual roots to some of the physical conditions that you may be going through. I have experienced this all too well. I have a condition called biogastritis um, because I don't have a gallbladder. And so it flares up sometimes and causes just debilitating like ulcer pain when I get stressed, when I'm upset, if I'm not eating right, like there's just, but a lot of it is emotional turmoil that fuels that to be aggravated, right? Bitterness or anger can also boil over into other areas of our life to make us negative, critical, cynical. And I'll tell you today, it's definitely not the life that God wants you to live in any way. I can attest that I live that way for way too long. And I still struggle with that at some points. Um, But I'm on my own healing journey as well. That's why I'm sharing all this with you, because this has been a topic that has come up in my life. And as I've been searching for my own healing, I'm just wanting to share what I found. So I don't know what you have gone through, whether it be years of abuse, either mental or physical, verbal, a tragic death or loss, sexual assault and abortion, infidelity, the lack or absence of a parent in your life. The list can go on, right? All the the wounds that people have caused us or that even we've caused ourselves and that we didn't ever um, you know, that weren't our fault even. There's so many things that could be done to us that, you know, it wasn't our fault. Um, but we are the ones suffering for that. And I am so sorry that you've had to experience these things. Um, I've experienced some as well. And I can tell you that it's, again, it's not your fault. Um, but our healing is our responsibility. I don't know if Will Smith coined that phrase. Um, but it says your, your, your trauma was not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. And it really is. Um, and so, Another, you know, part of our struggle and our pain can be when we're tempted to look at other people's lives and compare and like, Lord, why do they have this? And that's what I want. That's the only thing I want, but I don't have that. Um, There are so much that we don't know about other people's stories. And I can tell you this, it does seem like some people's pain is a lot less than our own, but I promise you it's not. As a single person, you might see that woman with her loving husband and children, but little did you know that she was raped and she carries that trauma with her daily or sexually assaulted, um, or she lives with a debilitating, you know, physical condition. Or as a married woman, you might see singles living it up and like, man, they have the chance to pick a better spouse or, you know, because you feel trapped in a loveless marriage and, you know, you want to be free because you feel weighed down by your family. Um, you know, men, you might see, um, husbands and their wives or, you know, their wives seem to be the perfect wives or whatever, but little do you know that that man secretly struggles with, you know, um, 
infidelity that has happened in their marriage. I mean, you just never know what people are going through. So I think we have to be really careful when we're like, why do they have this? Or why is their life better? Because we don't know the trauma behind the scenes. And we all struggle and suffer in different ways. Um, and so I just want you to, no matter what your situation, like try not to fall into that trap. Okay. Um, because you know, that is kind of coveting and, and idolatry, like looking at other people and seeing what they have. And believe me, I am guilty of that too. Um, because there's things in my life that I don't have yet that I want. And you know, it's hard sometimes to see other people with those, but I have to keep reminding myself that God's timing and his plans are perfect. So I want you to, um, I want us to start off with some promises that God has for us before we get into the steps of healing. Um, because we can stand upon these promises that God gives us in his word. And so the first one is first Peter five ten, and these all have to do with healing. And it says, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, right? He has so much grace with us who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ. That means you're saved. Will himself himself restore confirm, strengthen, and establish you. This is a promise, you guys, for the believers of God, that if we literally look to God and we seek him with our, all of our hearts, and we just, you know, have this, this relationship with him, that God is going to rest himself, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. He's going to restore what the locusts have eaten, what the trauma has done in your life. He can confirm you. He can, you know, when others don't affirm you, he can strengthen you. Um, when you feel so weak and helpless, he can establish you and your plans and the plans that he has for you, right? Jeremiah 29, 11 says he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So maybe you didn't have a very good start, but I'm telling you, he can give you a good finish. You just have to seek him. That's it. There's no magic formula it's just seeking the Lord. He has those promises for those who love him. Psalm 34, 17 through 20 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears them and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Are you crushed in spirit today? Stand upon this promise. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones and not one of them are broken. I don't know about y'all, but being a Christian sometimes does not feel easy. And it does say right here that many are the afflictions of the righteous in Christ, of course, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So we're going to have problems. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to have things that happen to us, but the Bible gives us that promise right now that the Lord will deliver us from all of those things. And so when we also, when we cry for help, he hears us. In Psalm 147, three, one of my favorites says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You guys, God heals the brokenhearted and he will bind up your wounds, but we have to seek him. We have to know him. We can't just pray one prayer and expect for our wounds to be healed. Does that happen sometimes miraculously? Yes, absolutely. God does miracles on a daily, but sometimes healing and certain things come a little bit slower. They're like slow cooker miracles versus instant miracles. And we all want instant, right? In this day and age, we all want instant gratification. God, if you're not going to heal me or give me this or, or change my life right now, then I'm done. 
God doesn't work that way. It takes time to mature. It takes time to go through refining. It takes time. And he's using all these things to refine us for our good and his glory. He promises to do that. So my friend, we can stand upon these promises daily and let's keep listening for three steps to healing. So the first step is to number one, confess, confess your pain, confess your anger to the Lord. My friends, God doesn't like to see us hurt. In fact, he is angry too at our pain and we must, that we must endure while here on earth. We can come to him though. We can cry out. We can yell. We can scream and just get it all out. We can ask why, why God, why we can tell him how we truly feel. He can take it. He is God almighty. He will lovingly listen, just like a parent who wraps their arms around their children when they are hurting. You can journal, you can go to counseling also, or just vent to a safe, trusted friend or minister, but you have to let your pain out. You have to tell someone you have to, because holding it in will not do any good. It's only going to do more harm. We must also ask forgiveness from God for any sins we've committed due to our anger and our pain. Anger is not a sin, but the actions that we do because of it can be. So don't feel condemned. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But if we've done anything out of that anger, let's also come to God and ask for forgiveness and say, God, you know, you know, this happened. You allowed this to happen to me. The enemy did this to me, but I'm asking you, God, to forgive me for the way that I responded out of anger or pain or frustration. So that's number one. James 5, 15 through 16 says the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has a great power to prevail. Now, again, this is you know, just confessing our sin, you know, because of the anger, because of the pain, it's not saying that the pain was your fault in any way. So don't get those two confused. I don't want you to feel blame for the trauma you've endured because it was not your fault. So that's number one. We have to confess. We have to get it out. We have to ask for forgiveness from the Lord. Number two, one of the most important things that you can ever do that you should be doing on a daily basis as a Christian, as a believer. And if you're not a Christian, you can fully accept the Lord into your heart today. I will give you that opportunity at the end of the podcast, Uh, but you can meditate on God's healing word. And I know you're like, oh, meditate my attention span. I can't do that. Can you really not give God five minutes out of your day? Like literally five minutes out of the, I forget how many minutes we have in a day, 86,000 or something like that. Five of those. Get a journal, get a note card, write a verse on your phone in the note section. This is the one of the most powerful ways to get healing and victory in any area of your life. If you struggle with overeating, if you struggle with a porn addiction, if you struggle with gossip, if you struggle with, um, you know, I don't know, you name it, right? But this is something that we don't do as Christians. And it's very sad that we don't do it and don't even try to memorize or meditate on God's word because we have a thousand pages plus, right? In the Bible promises and healing that we don't utilize. You guys, the word of God is the most important thing. One of the most important things in the walk of a Christian. And so I don't say that with condemnation, but with conviction to motivate you to start doing this daily. Even if you just take five minutes, you guys, where you put the phone down, put it on, do not disturb, go into another room, sit in your car for five minutes and memorize one verse a week, meditate on it for five minutes a day 
more if possible. And that would be 52 verses a year. And these verses, if you get them in your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit will drastically change your life. I can guarantee you that I will put my entire life savings on that. Okay. One verse I mentioned above is Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's a great one to start with if your heart is broken due to your emotional pain. So as I'm going through this, take notes, you guys. I'll also put some of these notes in the podcast notes. Wherever you're listening, they should be there. Um, We also have to remember that our pain goes deeper than just our emotions. It affects our soul, our minds, our heart, our spirits. And that's why the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing and even dividing asunder of the the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intense of our heart, right? Like I heard this lady say one time, she thought it was so beautiful that the sword of the spirit, the word of God is a double-edged sword because one of them will pierce our enemies and wound them. So we will have victory. And the other is a sword, like a surgeon's scalpel that will do surgery on our hearts because we desperately need it. Right. Isn't that beautiful? Um, because our pain goes much deeper than we think. So we need much more, much more than just time to heal. A lot of people say, oh, time heals all wounds. Time doesn't heal all wounds. God does. And I'll prove that to you. Have you ever known a drug addict or an alcoholic or someone engaged in really bad behaviors? They're still at it many years after the trauma occurs. Why? Because not just because of the addiction, but because the pain is still there. 20 years later, they're still trying to numb the pain right? And so our pain goes much deeper, which is why we need the Holy Spirit, the word of God. We need something more powerful than ourselves to get that healing. So I want to add kind of a mini step in here. It's like 2.5 or 2A, if you you will. Um, But this one's also a lot easier once we've dealt with the pain God's way. And this mini step is to stop the bleeding. We must immediately quit the ways that we numb ourselves from the pain, whether it's alcohol, drugs, food, pornography, um, overspending, overeating, whatever it is, right? Um, gossip, slander, etc. We have to realize this because these actions, this is what is the cause behind these actions, right? And we have to stop trying to fill that void with these things that will only cause more damage and destruction. Um, num- so, you know, that's kind of a 2A, just kind of try your best to kind of stop the bleeding and stop engaging in those behaviors while you're doing this healing process. And maybe, you know, maybe that'll happen after the healing process, but do your best to kind of maybe put a, a stop to some of that bleeding because if you're bleeding out, it's going to make it a lot hard, harder for you to heal, right? If you're, if you're doing things that are going to cause more damage and destruction in your life, are you really going to be getting that much healing at the same time? It's kind of hard. So that's, you know, two a, all right. So number three in the step to getting emotional healing from our pain and our traumas is have the conversation. And this is a scary one. I know. And it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of um, bravery. And you can ask God for that. You can pray for bravery. Um, the Bible says in Joshua one, nine, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. The Lord is with you wherever you will go. The Lord will be with you in that conversation. I promise you, even if it's painful, even if you don't get the response that you expect, the Lord will be with you and he will do something in that conversation. So whether it be a parent who hurt you, a spouse, Um, someone who abused you, a friend, 
Um, we have to have these conversations with them about how they hurt us. We must also be open to asking forgiveness to them for the hate that we have carried in our hearts. And I know what you're thinking right now, ask them for forgiveness. What? But they're the ones that hurt me first and the most. I know, dear friend, I know, but that doesn't excuse our behavior afterwards. Like, yes, I understand why you may have done what you've done, but it doesn't excuse that behavior. And so we can also ask forgiveness of anyone we've hurt due to our own anger, whether either way, like clearing the air, while I know it can be extremely difficult, that is the breeding ground for breakthrough. And these conversations have to happen. Um, And once again, it's a breeding ground for breakthrough, forgiveness and miracles. So pray over this conversation before you have it. Try not to come and just, you know, unleash all 20 years of your trauma, you know, just maybe write down some notes before you go or write it out in a letter before you go. Um, Pray that the Lord would soften both of your hearts and that you would be open in your mind and your will and that his will would be done in that. You'd be surprised at how much the other person didn't have the bravery, but was waiting for you to come to them or was waiting for this opportunity more than you were even. You might even get the apology that you always deserved. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict that, but God knows. And he promises to be with you in that. So if it's possible to have the conversation, then please try to do it. If it's not, then you can write a letter. Let's say the person has abused you and the person has passed away. You can write a letter to them. Um, you can write in your journal, uh, whatever way, you know, you can have a, a conversation with your counselor and maybe do like a role play where they act out, you know, the person that was the abuser or different things like that. But I think having the conversation is so important. And so... Um, that is the third step, right? So let's recap really quickly. Number one, let's confess our pain and our anger to the Lord. Number two, let's meditate on some verses in God's word for healing. You can literally Google verses on any subject like Bible verses on forgiveness. If you need to forgive someone and start to write a couple of those down and meditate on them. Um, you can Google Bible verses on healing my own heart and soul. And, you know, several will pop up. Um, you can, Google Bible verses on physical healing, whatever it is you need, uh, whatever pain, whatever trauma you've gone through, there's a Bible verse for it, I promise you. Um, And so then number three, recapping, have the conversation, have those difficult conversations, maybe, you know, just call the person, ask them if they have a moment, an uninterrupted moment. Um, You know, that's something that we definitely uh, want to do. And I wanted to, um, also kind of share, um, you know, some of the, I wanted to share something beautiful with you because I know that I'm not making, I hope you don't feel like I'm making light of your pain in any way, because believe me, I know how much emotional pain can hurt us, scar us, wound us, affect our lives. It has affected me myself, um, for so long you know, a lot of the things I've experienced and I I'm on here because I want to help you heal, but don't by any means think that I am minimizing your pain at all because I don't know what you've gone through, but the Lord does. 
And I just know that you can move forward and you can get healing. It's not impossible. So I want you to believe in that today. The Bible says, believe in what you pray for and you shall have it. Um, it says, ask and you shall receive, ask God, God, how do I get healed? Help me to move forward. When you sit there in your, in your prayer time, sometimes sit there with a journal and write out what you feel God is speaking to you. Um, I promise he will, he will speak to you. He will start to move in your life. And sometimes it feels uncomfortable. Sometimes healing is messy and painful, but it's like ripping off the bandaid. You know what I mean? Sometimes it, things have to be done in order for, you have to give air to the wound, right? When you confess it, you have to give air to the wound. You have to put medicine, which is God's healing word, um, to get your healing. So I will leave you with this. There's no full proof plan or actual formula, um, to get the complete healing. There may always be a scar left behind, but if you do these three biblical steps that I'm telling you, um, about you are guaranteed some sort of breakthrough, even if it's just within your own heart, right? Um, some of these things are scary and challenging and they take work, but isn't your peace and your healing worth it? Don't you want to be healed so that you don't pass on the bitterness and those generational curses and sins and angers and traumas to those around you and your children and your loved ones? I know you want peace and I pray God leads you to it and that his will is done. So I wanted to share something with you from a lady named Devana Fayana. She is out of England and she is a beautiful writer. I love her stuff and it always encourages me, but I want to share this with you. And even men, if you're listening, just know that the Lord loves you like a son and, and listen to this as a, a son of God, as a treasured and loved and beloved son of God. And if you're a woman, a treasured and beloved son, I mean, daughter, I'm sorry, of the king. So it says here, I wanted to read this to you. Um, His love for you is ardently unfailing. Why then, beautiful soul, are you so anxious and afraid? His love for you, his darling beloved son or daughter, he knows how deeply and painfully your heart has been disappointed before. For life may have not turned out exactly how you desired it to be, but lovely, he doesn't want you to lose hope. For he brings beauty out of unexpected places. And sweetheart, there is an abundance of joy waiting for you as you come and find rest in the loving arms of your heavenly father. This is not the end. There are so many lovely things to come and it is already done. Truly, let not your heart be troubled, sweet one, for he has already orchestrated it for you. Let him love you and lead you as he enwraps you in his ardent embrace, and there you will overflow with joyful bliss, finding rest in his presence and tranquility with him. I think that is so beautiful, you guys, and I just really hope that it, um, you know, really touches you today and that, it touches your heart and just shows you the kind of love that the father has for you. And also if you felt really unloved by God because of the trauma you've experienced, and maybe you've seen other people around you that haven't had that same trauma and you're like, why do you love them? God, I promise you, he loves you. And you, once again, we don't know what they've experienced, but also, um, I pray that you would ask God to show you his love. I'm going to be praying for that over you as well. Like God, show me the love that you say you have for me. Let me see it. Let me feel it tangibly. Let me experience it. And I promise you he will. 
Um, so as always, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got something out of it. Um, if you are in the Fort Worth area, I wanted to, um, just let you know that we do have a women's Bible study, um, group. It is, we meet every, um, other Tuesday and, um, my, my Facebook page is a life overflowing. I'm sorry. My Instagram page is a life overflowing. If you want to follow me for more encouragement, um, and also to find out more details about the Bible study that is held in, um, Arlington. So if you're in the DFW area, we would love for you to come once again, have a life overflowing. And I pray that you have a blessed week. And I pray that you will take the steps to begin your healing journey because there is so much beauty for you ahead, my friends. Take care and once again, have a life overflowing.